Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast. This is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine, the music collector's magazine since 1974. You can also go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content, and the print magazine is at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. And we have a new Goldmine store, shop.goldminemag.com. Now, our guest for this podcast is Christy Hallberg. Now, Christy has written a novel called Searching for Jimmy Page. It's her debut novel, and Jimmy Page is the, how should I put it? I was going to say the white whale, to use a Moby Dick metaphor. But Jimmy Page is the subject that the, the protagonist in the novel is searching for to finally meet. And I can't give too much away because we're going to have an interview with Christy about the novel. But she's a longtime Led Zeppelin fan, and all Led Zeppelin fans would enjoy listening to this podcast and then checking out the novel. Because it's not only a novel about how important Led Zeppelin can be to fans or how important Jimmy Page can be to guitar fans, but also it's about a novel that also talks about the human relationships of family. And Christy does a very good job of mixing the two. Her passion for Led Zeppelin and the problematic intricacies of a family relationship. Okay, so we'll be right back talking to Christy Hallberg about her book, Searching for Jimmy Page, right after this message. So I didn't know this. You're actually a teacher a professor actually right that's right yeah i teach various writing classes and literature classes at east carolina university so i know you're busy you're probably taking a break from that right now right yes <laughs> yes but happy to be here <laughs> so tell me more about your classes um you teach also you also teach short fiction right sure yeah i haven't for a while I've mostly been teaching business writing the last few years but I've, I've taught the short story and, and various other literary, literature classes and uh, fiction writing and freshman comp, that kind of thing. Now, have you ever, I know you've written a lot of stories already, fiction. Um, have you ever incorporated rock musicians or 
that's mostly what I do. Actually, there's okay. there's music is in some way, shape or form involved in pretty much everything I've ever written, whether it be short fiction or the novel or um, creative nonfiction. That seems to be my jam. Because when you were a kid, you were very much into music. I remember you said how um, you dedicated the book to your mother and you said how she helped yeah. you plaster your walls with Led Zeppelin posters. She did. She did. She was this very conservative Southern woman, but she definitely participated in my obsessions and passions. And and Led Zeppelin's definitely been both since I was about 15 years old. Yeah. And I know back then I grew up in the, um, you know, late seventies, early eighties. And I remember, especially with conservative families, my mother was very religious, but, um, Mm. You know, you heard the rumors, you know, like all rock music is is the devil's music and all this crap, right? Right. Nowadays, and backmasking crap, too. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, no one really thinks anything of it because of yeah. Christian metal and everything. But I think a lot of kids who are getting into rock don't realize that when you grew up back then, you know, um, well, that was part of the mystique, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But, you know, I was. Who are uh, these dangerous musicians? Are they dangerous or are they right. just like us, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I grew up in the 80s. I was born in 1969. And I, I that was when that whole brouhaha about backmasking yes. came into play. So that I remember hearing a lot about that as a teenager. And certainly Led Zeppelin was one of the, the naughty bands that right. they claimed had uh, satanic messages in their music, which of course is just silly. Yeah. And nowadays, you know, you'd laugh at it, but back then yeah. it was taken. So, you know, it was a, it was media sort of buzz. Oh yeah. Uh, now why why Led Zeppelin for the story? Why Jimmy Page? Um, besides you being a big fan, um, did you ever use Zeppelin or Page in your stories before? I read a, a creative nonfiction essay about how I first got into the band. But other than that, I don't think I've really written about them all that much. Most of the short fiction has been about other people of that genre of music but um, no, it, it's a no-brainer to me that, that the book would be that it would focus on Led Zeppelin and Jimmy Page, because not just because I've been a fan, but he has been a constant in my life since I was 15. Mm-hmm. And, and really in a sort of abstract way, a part of my relationship with my mother and my brother, Steve, who introduced me to the band. So I have great affection for him on many levels. Um, and losing my mom, it, it she, he just feels like a way for me to connect with her. I mean, I can, I can connect with her in many different ways, but this is one of them. And when she died, I did have a really hard time and wound up deciding that, well, I have to shake myself back into the land of the living. Enough is enough here. And I found out that he and Brian May of Queen were, were judging a guitar contest in London during the summer of 2005. And I thought, well, I'm just going to go. I'd never really been anywhere. I didn't have a passport, but I got one and got a ticket to that. And there was just something in the back of my mind that, that told me if I could make that journey and, and sort of reach the gatekeeper, then maybe I could get my life back together when I came home. So he's, he's very important to me on, on a lot of di- in a lot of different ways. And, and it was, it was just, um, of course, I'm going to write about Jimmy Page with my right. first book. And I've been working on it 
off and on for so many years that it it really is I'm paying homage to him but I'm also you know it's a nod to my mother too and my brother well the protagonist Luna Kane is uh who's in search of Jimmy Page uh, because mm -hmm. of her mother's obsession yeah yeah so you had that connection right there sort of loosely right right um talk about when your brother first turned you on to Zeppelin was it uh was it you going to in his room and picking up an album or just hearing the music constantly? Well, he's 10 years older than I, and okay. he, he used to play drums in various rock bands around my hometown of Greenville, North Carolina. And so I always thought he was just so cool. Mm -hmm. And he idolized John Bonham. That was oh, yeah. his hero. So I grew up around posters in his room and hearing the music, but the moment that I, I really got turned on to the band was <laughs> my mother and I were coming home from church one Sunday and Steve was in the living room watching The Song Remains the Same oh. on TV. It was MTV was broadcasting and I think for the first time in like 1985 or something. And I just had this visceral, immediate reaction. I walked into the room. I, I recognized the music from when I first came in. But when I, I walked in and saw the screen with Jimmy on it, um, it, it was just like the Messiah has arrived. Right. So it, it was just a, an incredible reaction. And I, I sat there and watched the rest of the movie. And they did an encore presentation that night at 7. And my mom set up her ironing board and, and watched it with me. And, and by then I was, I was hooked. And I know you mentioned that movie also in the novel. Yeah. Yeah. Luna, Luna encounters that movie in a totally different way than I did, but yeah, I did want to talk about the movie in the book. Well, it's interesting because one of the great things about Jimmy Page, as we said, is his mystique that yeah. mystery surrounding rock stars. And it's so interesting because uh, when I grew up, you wanted to know more and more about them. So you picked up magazines, you, you know, constantly thought about what he'd be like. Right. You know, rock stars aren't as mysterious anymore because of the Internet and social media. Right. Exactly. Uh, there's, no, there's no myth to be intrigued by. Um, and I think that's a shame. Don't you think that's a shame? Because that's part of the um, love for the music and the musician. It drove me to be. A bigger Zeppelin fan. Right. Well, yeah. More. It's like Ozzy Osbourne. Now, did he really bite the head off of that <laughs> dove or not? And see, now that's there's no mystery. You just Google it and you'll you'll find out. Right. But you can do that in the, the 70s and 80s. And that's a, a big thing that's missing, I believe. Uh look at someone who I mean, I really like David Dave Grohl. Mm -hmm. but he's like an open book right yeah I mean, no he, he just wrote a book in fact. <laughs> but he's everywhere he's liked by everyone he he doesn't you know there's no mystery about him right right and um even though i like the foo fighters it kind of comes out sort of like bland to me sometimes mm. you know? um, i miss that element to to rock and roll yeah but that also makes this uh novel um, it adds to the mystery, right? It adds, because mm. this novel is kind of like a mystery novel. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Right, end, right. So. Yeah, um, it's it's not in that genre technically, no. but there is a mystery at the heart of it, yeah. Right. Um, did you, now, did you ever meet Jimmy Page? Not technically. Did you to England? I did not technically meet him, 
I did chase him down the hall at the Hammersmith Palais, though. I, I was standing next to him at various points during that evening of that guitar contest and was just too nervous to say anything. Yeah. And, and finally, kind of like a lot like what happens to Luna in the book at the moment when he's leaving, something snapped. And, and I just thought, well, you know, it's kind of do or die. And I just took off, started running after him and actually stopped him at the top of the stairway of all places. And his bodyguards were trying to urge him down. I guess there was a car park down there. And I just, I screamed, Jimmy, I came all the way from America just to meet you. And that was the only thing I could think to say. And um, he stopped and I'll never forget this. He, he looked up at me and, and our eyes met. So we had that, that connection for just a few seconds. And then the bodyguards tapping him on the shoulder and he shook his head and smiled and said, I'm sorry. And that was my encounter with Jimmy Page. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, but sometimes that's special, you know. Especially yeah. Yeah. Um, did you send him a copy? I, I haven't. I no, I haven't. I just sort of it. It comes out into the world tomorrow. I don't know when this podcast yeah. will go live, but October the twentieth. And I've just really been focused on on trying to you know, to, to watch it take flight and get out there. And then how wonderful would it be if he just sort of stumbled upon it organically rather than my having to foist it on him? Right. I think so I don't, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> However he encounters it, if he encounters it, I just hope he takes it in the spirit in which it was written, which was with a lot of admiration and and love for him as an artist and the music and for a certain period of my life. So right. I, I hope he will take it in that spirit. Well, it's great because you mix it in with a, a family story. So mm -hmm. kind of um, he's the basic element, but there's more to it than just being about, you know, Jimmy Page There's a search for something else. I don't want to give away too yeah. much to talk about. Um, now, Miss Pamela, the real Penny Lane from Almost Famous, right? Yeah. She claims that you capture the mysterious, compelling enigma that is Jimmy Page. That's high praise. Bless her heart. Knew, <laughs> someone who knew Jimmy, right? Yeah. I mean, pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I was I was tenacious in trying to, to track her down. I remember reading on with the band, her, her memoir, back in the late 80s, and, and I've still got my dog-eared copy of it, and... I, I was just determined that I was going to somehow make a connection and, and get my book to her. So I did. I, she offered to blurb it, to, to read it and blurb it. And I mailed her a copy and she came up with that blurb. And I'm so grateful to her for, for taking the time to do that. Now, she has her own podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that she does. Yeah. Um, she's actually, we share the same podcast network, Pantheon. I haven't even listened to it yet, but that <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so busy, you know, doing so many things that, but yeah. uh, I know that it's very popular. Um, cool. I to, now, remember I said that she's like, she, she was kind of based on the Penny Lane character. Right. Um, or the Penny Lane character was based on her. Yeah. Um, now, did you ever think of taking that step to writing a script, like for movies or something? Or wow, um, I haven't, I haven't really considered that yet. 
again, I've just been trying to get this thing out there. And as I say, on the 20th tomorrow, it, it finally is officially launched. So that's such a, a this is a whole thing has been such a heady experience because I right. wanted to be a writer since I was like seven or eight years old. And this is my first book. And um, it, it's just quite an amazing feeling to know that it's going to be out there. So one step at a time. I know, you you know, a lot of people need connections to make that jump. But I think this book, this novel would easily make a good script, like almost famous would. And oh, great. Um, I mean, what did you think? Did you like Almost Famous and the fictitious band Stillwater and all that? Did you? I loved it. And one of the reasons why I loved it was all of the little nods to Led Zeppelin in it. I think yeah. one character at one point is wearing a T-shirt with Have You Seen the Bridge? And they're just <laughs> all of these little things that pop up in that movie that are in Cameron Crowe was working with Rolling Stone magazine when he was a teenager and just this young guy and on tour with Led Zeppelin back in the 70s. So, of course, there would be a lot of nods to the band. But I, I love that movie. Yeah, I would love for Cameron Crowe to make a movie <laughs> searching for Jimmy Page. Hey, call, call me Cameron. He'd be perfect for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, also in the book, the the mother who was obsessed with uh, Jimmy Page is as uh, you put it, she um, she didn't really like um, anything after Zeppelin Four. I noticed there was mm -hmm. a comment about that, <laughs> and I know I know fans that uh, think that some of the albums, even Physical Graffiti, aren't as they like like the first four albums, mm -hmm. and that's their their main Zeppelin uh, albums. But I, yeah. I think there are a lot of albums like Presence, for instance, that are highly underrated. Achilles' uh, Last Stand is just amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that Claudia felt that way about the fourth album because the song Four Sticks is on right. the fourth album. And that she had this idea or, or suggested to her daughter, Luna, that perhaps the band, Jimmy in particular, was putting messages in that song right. to her. Right. So that's more than the, the whether or not she thought the quality was different in the later albums. I think that has more to do with why she just, her cutoff is Led Zeppelin four. But like you, for me, uh, and for Luna too, I, I love all their work. I, I love Houses of the Holy and Physical Graffiti and Presence. I love it all. Yeah. And I don't think you necessarily need to be a Led Zeppelin fan to like this novel. I mean, it might make you a Led Zeppelin fan. After, oh, thank after you for reading. saying that. But, uh, I, I, you know, like I said, the, the main thing about it that I love also, you know, I'm a Zeppelin fan, but it's about a person searching to find themselves mm -hmm. and to find their connection to where they came from. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. Really a family mystery too. And right. um, me being uh, adopted, that's what uh, I kind of liked about it because I ah. were my birth parents. And I think that's, even though it's not the same thing, that same sort of family mystery, I always, like that sort of thing so i think people would uh could be attached to that yeah uh, they don't necessarily need to be into rock music or led zeppelin do you agree with that i do and i'm so grateful to you for saying that because i i do want people to to know that it's the readership for this kind of book i think is greater than just music fans 
Right. And I agree with you. I don't, there's a, a whole lot else going on besides just Led Zeppelin in the book. However, it did remind me about an album I completely forgot about, Outrider, mm-hmm. which was a Jimmy Page solo album that's in my album collection that I haven't listened to in decades. Now wow. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it <laughs> because you mentioned how much you think it sounds like Zeppelin. Um, how he tried to kind of uh, kind of relive the Zeppelin sort of sound or feel. Um, mm. He really didn't do that with some of his other projects. He, yeah, you know, but I know Jimmy really would love to get back on stage as Led Zeppelin. I know. Uh, I know Robert isn't into it or so they say, um, but it seems a shame because I never got to see Led Zeppelin live. Um, right. The movie song remains the same. Yeah. And other, you know, DVDs that have come out. Yeah. But uh, God, I would love it. Even if Jimmy came out on his own, right. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> age experience or something. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw him live with Robert Plant in 1998 in Virginia beach. Right. And, and they were incredible. And as uh, the only reason why I didn't go see that is because I was like, oh, it's not Zeppelin. Yeah. Um, and that's, I feel, you know, because John Paul Jones wasn't with them and um, I regret not going. Mm, it was a terrific show. And that was as close as I was going to get to Zeppelin. So I was just happy to be there. And now that's probably, you know, we'll never yeah. see Zeppelin probably ever again which Mm -mm. which is too bad right well anyway thank you so much thank Um, you lastly do you have um are you working i know this book is just coming out but do you have anything else that you're working on perhaps i am believe it or not i'm working working on a sequel i'm working on a sequel to this book believe it or not yeah well don't give too much away but not gonna say a word (laughs) (laughs) but uh there must be other bands that you love besides. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. That I, I was my I saved up my allowance when I was 10 and the first album I bought was Meet the Beatles. So right. they were they were the first band really near and dear to my heart. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, you can never the Beatles like Led Zeppelin can live on forever with fans. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So well, thank you so much. Thanks, Pat. Best of luck with the book. Thank you. And so they can pick it up in, in your store. Could, they can pick it up in the gold mine store. And I'll mention awesome. it as I close, close this out. Okay. Yeah. Well, that would be yeah. great. I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Christy. Thank I'll let you. you get back to, to teaching. All right. Thanks. Okay. So much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you, Christy. This is Pat Prince at our gold mine. And you could get searching for Jimmy page in our shop at shop.goldminemag.com. Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content. And also look for the print edition at Books A Million or Barnes & Noble newsstands. See you next time. As we continue to face COVID-19, we're now facing flu season. Influenza has the potential to infect millions, putting lives and the healthcare system at risk. Now more than ever, it's essential to protect yourself from influenza by getting the flu vaccine. 
The flu vaccine is safe and effective and can't give you the flu. To protect yourself and those at highest risk, get your flu vaccine. Learn more at michigan.gov flu. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 